All right, how we doing, hey, Jess? Man. How you doing today? Pretty good, yeah. man. It's nice up here. How's the weather over there, man? It's nice and raining warm. down here. Can you believe it? Laredo's getting some rain in this uh, past couple of especially last night, actually. It happened last night. It started raining today. You know, and, and it and it's coming oh, down. Man. It's hot 100 degrees yesterday. We're down to I believe it was like 60 degrees. And it's like from one day to the other, you know how Laredo is, man. But how's everything going, man? Well, that's what we've been yeah. here. Everything's good. Yeah. Hey man, so the other day, I was remembering a couple of things from high school, man. And, and you know, because today's guest is a very special guest, man. And and I mean, before, before I, I get started uh, and I introduce him, you know, um, I'm just going to tell you right now. Former band director of ours. And now he's one of my one of my one of my colleagues. And he from Alexander, dude, from Alexander. When we were there as uh, high school students, nineteen ninety seven, yeah, ninety seven, man, there it is, right? That's and I, and I can say right now, the only thing that I can remember is the marimba story, the marimba story when we were in the the, the loading crew. I don't know. Oh, that well, one. You'll, 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 you'll probably I don't remember it, later on, man. Hopefully, we could get to that. The but marimba hey, man, you ready story. to do this or what? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down to Talk with Jesse and George. Coming to you today from Laredo, Texas and New York City. We're very happy to be with you all today and we are excited about our guest. Jesse, would you like to introduce our guest for today? Yeah, man. Today's today's guest, uh, like I like I said earlier, we have a very special guest and 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 uh you know, it's funny because I, I could speak to, to this guy every single week, almost every other day. I'll give him a call just to bother him and just to, to you know, tell him stuff and be like, hey, sir, I need this or, sir, how about this? And he'll just tell me off or I'll tell him off. We're back and forth nowadays because of what we do, you know, but, but, but um, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce Mr. Bobby Castro. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. I do, sir. Mr. Castro, welcome. Thank you so much, George. Nice to see you. I haven't seen you and heard from you in some time. It's basically my fault with that, but I see your dad every so often and tell me all the well, you know, that you have. You know? the, the last time I remember seeing you was uh, a few years back. Uh, I played I played at a show in Laredo at the Civic Center, I think. And I went to go see you at the Ben Hall and at, when you were at Martin. Okay. And and we spoke and I got it to go into your office and I think that was one of your first years there at Martin. And yeah, that's been okay. years cuz when was when was that? Uh this coming May will be my will be ending our ninth year here as a head band director at my alma mater. All right. To all our listeners, Mr. Bobby Castro is a head high school band director at a Texas 5A campus here in Laredo, Texas. And those of you that are from Laredo, you all know La Banda del Animo, Martin High School, well, Raymond Tirsa, Raymond and Tirsa Martin High School here in Laredo, Texas. So, uh, yeah, sir, uh, it's an honor to have you here in our show. This is something that that me and George, you know, uh, started up and, uh, you know, we wanted to bring in a little bit of, of the topic of, of, you know, music education, because that, that is something that, you know, you know, I, mean, I I do as a living. You know that I, I'm there at your at your feeder campus, and you know George has been doing this as well. You know since we left high school, and uh, you got you, you were one of our band directors, and and so was other all the other directors that were there. You know we 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 talk about it how the impact that we that we've uh, that that we had as as uh, growing up. You know the music ed that we had growing up and through high school was very impactful in our lives, you know, and um, I can speak for George in that because we've talked, we talk about it all the time. And, 
And uh, we wanted to bring you in and, and give us, you know, your take and, and your side of the story on, you know, what you see and, and what you feel right now with music education, how we're go how's, how it's going. Yeah, well, I, I got to start by telling you, you know, I was I was uh, listening to your, your previous podcast that you did with some other people before before this one. And, and I was just very um, inspired by the fact that each and every one of you. Uh, talked about your high school years and how that motivated you to, to do the, the things that you do now. For example, Jose Villa was talking about when he was at the magnet school and all those magnet school teachers there and uh, Tiaroa High School with uh, Mr. John Spillane and me and Jesse got to work with, uh, with John Spillane with a very good program when we were there and and you all continued, Jesse, you continued with that and, and George, when we, were, when we were at Alexander, you know, it was, I, I was coming in from Trotman Elementary to straight into you guys and Tom Pena was there and after Tom Pena it was Mr. Uh, the famous Mr. Roger Duran and I got the opportunity to learn a lot from you guys as well you know you all were talking about how you all learned and I was so I was listening and I was thinking wow I was I was also learning at the same time so it was great years having you guys as as students and I will say this I'm, I'm not saying this to make you feel good I'm telling you because because I'm proud of, of all the work that that you guys and Sevilla and everybody else that that continues to believe in music education because I think it's a very important tool, especially during this pandemic time that we are all facing. Well, and that's where it yeah. starts. It's it starts in in middle school, high school, even elementary, in lots of places. Yeah, when, I'm glad you say that. Yes. Yeah, of course. Do you remember being? a student of music when you were in elementary or middle school in Laredo? Oh, you yes. As, yes. As a matter of fact, I go visit my elementary music teacher uh, once a month or every other month or so, uh, Ms. Consuelo Lopez. Uh, and uh, she was just a, such an inspiration when I was, when I was attending Langdecker elementary school, you know, I always, I always say this story. I remember being in the third grade and she gave me this, we were doing a Christmas program and we were doing a, the little drummer boy. And so she gave me a coffee can and two little sticks and I was the little drummer boy. Well, my strap fell off. So the little can just kept rolling down. And that was my first UIL <laughs> competition. I guess because I felt so bad because my drum fell off. And every time I see her and every time I talk to her, I mean, Ms. Lopez even still remembers her. Where's your little drum? Where's your little drum? Yeah. But she was such an inspiration because I, I still remember it as if it was yesterday. I taught 10 years of elementary music and a lot of those games and a lot of those songs that we learned, folk songs that we learned when we were in elementary school, I did them when I was teaching in elementary. And I still use them today with the high school kids um, to teach solfage or to teach uh, conscious knowledge or to teach a note. I usually bring out uh, a song or two to to help me uh, address the you know whatever whatever note I'm trying to teach or whatever syllable or whatever interval I need to use. I sometimes use some of the songs that she taught me when I was in elementary school. Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. Timeless. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you began teaching at an elementary. That was your first job in, in Laredo. Yes, I. I taught, uh, I first started at United Day School in San Augustine Elementary School, uh, Catholic School. And um, I started teaching pre-K through fifth grade. So my first year, I, at that particular time, I was here in the private schools. And that's where I, I, I just fell in love with the way the kids were learning. Um, I always wanted to be a band director, but when I started teaching elementary music, my other part of me just decided this is it. Uh, I was able to, through the help of the administration at both schools, I was able to uh, get selected to be part of the Texas Commission on the Arts. Uh, it was also in 1992 where St. Augustine Elementary School, not a lot of people know this, but very proud of this. Uh, 1992, we were able to present at the Texas Music Educators Convention. 94, 94 was United Day. We took uh, two, I mean, an elementary group to the TMEA, and after that, I moved to uh, Mary Helper Christian School, where we started our first uh, 
uh, choir festival in which we brought in one year while I was at Mary Health, we brought up Mr. Lamar Robertson, who uh, Lamar Robertson was, was able to go to Hungary and study at the Kodai Institute and uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, I started doing my ORF certification and got my Kodai thing and and the rest is history, you know. And uh, I did elementary music. And then my first teaching high school job was obviously at, at J.B. Alexander High School. I have, I have a lot of great memories of that school. Uh, uh, through the through the leadership of Roger Duran, we were able to be there for 10 years and sweepstakes every year, all-staters. I know that George were an all-state bass trumpet player, and, yeah. and George was always very, uh, you were always very instrumental with that. And, well, it was you and Jesse, really. And I, I think it was your class that was just so overpowering. They were, you were just gifted. You were just so gifted. There was a lot of you that were in that class. And so it was a challenge, not necessarily a challenge, but it was more of a, inspiration for you all for me to start my first teaching high school career at Alexander. And as a matter of fact, I don't I don't I don't say this to show off, I tell you because I'm proud of it. Uh, I was doing the second band at Alexander and we were the first ones to do the first sweepstakes with the second band in I believe 2000, 2003, 2004, that was the first time that the JB Alexander second band had gotten a, a sweepstakes. I mean, you know, it's just something to, to be very proud of. We were proud of those kids. Yeah. What what I remember from those days in high school is, it, I don't know what it was like in other, high, in, in other high schools, but the band hall there at Alexander was kind of like a refuge for me. Going to the other classes, you know, I, I had to do it because you have to do it to graduate. <laughs> you got to yeah, get those yeah. credit. But I always wanted to be in the band hall. Whenever I wasn't anywhere else, I would be in the hand in the band hall, and it felt more like a uh, laboratory for for music, more than just you know a room where you go to hang out. It it felt like you could do that too, hang out with your friends that were in band, but also there were the practice rooms where people were playing and then you would have your, the, the director's offices where there was always something going always. on or somebody listening to music and you would be in your office always with music playing or you playing music. And I remember going to George Michael's office yeah, and there would George be Michael. like John Coltrane would be playing on his stereo and he'd be talking about the song. I'll, I'll, I'll and correct, then you would go to Jerry Quinteros. now and George, Bob, Mr. Bobby Castro was never in his office. He was always go, 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 all the way around, man. He was always around. He was always around. He was always around. He was, always, he was all, he over, was the all place. over the place. And, it, and it's, it's still the the deal now. You know, he, uh, it's it's you were you were saying with with Jerry Quintero as well. You know, we we would go into his office and it, we would sit, and it was like learning experience with all of y'all. Yeah. All of you all, you know, I remember, I mean, I also remember George Michael. I mean, you go in there, it's jazz playing over there. You go, Jerry Guitaro, there's a clinic going on over there, you know. And then we see you, like, yeah. Mr. Gus, the, the, the work ethic of up and down. Because even as I, as I graduated, I remember coming in and working with you as an assistant director. I mean, it, it was hard for me to to get in from coming into college, coming into to, to a scene where it's like you're teaching now you have the responsibility of all these students and me as a director, I have the responsibility to take care of all these students and, and, you know, just like go from here to there, like yesterday in three seconds, we got to get everything done. And that was a, a learning experience for me to, to move, to move. And I think, I think the music ed education that like, like I said, the impact that we had as, as growing up was, was huge, especially being at Alexander high school. And for, for those of you, our listeners, uh, a while ago, Mr. Mr. Castro uh, mentioned uh, the Texas Music Educators Association. That, that is uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest convention uh, in the country. If I'm not, it's, it's stuff, it could be in the top two in the country. I know the other one, uh, it's up in Chicago, uh, is in the Midwest uh, Clinic as well. But And it's like a music education yes, conference. This is a huge music education right. conference. Uh, you, were, you mentioned you took an elementary choir there uh, back in 19 what was it 90 1992 92 92 and this was with Mary Help 
No, this was at St. Augustine Elementary. St. Augustine Elementary. Wow. Yeah, we had a, we had submitted a, you know, I was I was big with TMEA and in, in, in the form that I believed in all the, everything that TMEA was telling us about how to become better teachers. I would always attend the conferences, and you know they have sessions and all that kind of stuff. And every time I would come back, you know, you you, you come back like you're in the top of the mountain, and now you have to go back to your valley and you have to go teach and stuff. And so, I remember. We had a uh, we had a, an elementary choir, third through fifth grade, and we would practice in the chapel, just okay, during the Christmas holidays before February. Mm-hmm. And I still see some of those students, and they 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 remind me of that, Mr. Castro. I remember we used to we went to San Antonio for a conference and stuff, and I'm thinking, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you can see right here. That's that's was Steen's uh, uh, certificate that we got when we performed. Okay, okay. There. And, uh, and the United Day one stayed at the state at, at uh, Mary Helper. I mean, uh, United Day stayed at United Day uh, school. But it was, I'm glad that you're mentioning how important it was to for us to be all unified, like the laboratory that George is talking, because I, I noticed that today, and I'm sure that I, you understand what I'm talking about, Jesse, because you're, you're our neighbor, you're our feeder school, that the kids, even though we're going through this hard pandemic time, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't think that the kids right now need, well, they do need it, but I, I don't think we need motivation. I think I think the word that I'm looking for is hope and hope for us to come back and play together and make music together. Because if us mm. as educators are having a, not necessarily a hard time, but man, we can't play together. We can't, can you imagine the kids who like, like you were saying earlier, George, where, you know, the kids want to be here in the panel. They, they, Let's face it, the kids come to school because they want to be in band. They want to associate with music. Uh, that works. Not necessarily, I know that there's statistics that show that music makes you smarter, but they don't do it for that reason. They want to do it because they, they love La Banda de Lago. They love to play a pep rally, EYL competitions. Yeah. It's a camaraderie that, 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 that you feel that you get uh, being with the, with, the other, with the other students. And um, I think that, that that has been missed. Like, huge yeah. in this whole well, in this whole time uh that, that were you know that we've been going through yeah it's essential it forms that base uh of friendship especially in high school uh when you can go to the band hall and most of the people there are your friends and you get along with them and at least you have something in, in common uh that's powerful uh, there's really no other institutions besides maybe maybe sports that where you can make those same type of personal connections, but, but band is a very intimate thing. It's, it's, a, very a, intimate thing. it's a very intimate thing. And, and everybody belongs. And I, this is not the same thing bad about sports, right? Cause you only, you only have one quarterback and that's okay. You know, but in band, everybody gets to participate and everybody gets to play, you know? And, and I know it happens in other disciplines, but I think like you, you said there's so much research out there that tells us that that this is the time. As a matter of fact, I was just watching the other day uh, something on Facebook that somebody put that that this is the time for us to be more creative than ever. You know, because we're going virtually, and so as as artists, we need to be more creative to be able to 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 to, to get to what we want to do, which is to teach music and to have our communities and our kids love music. And it's not challenging. It's just that we need to use that creative part of our brain to make, to make, a, to make it essential to them to, to, to love music. You know, I, I know it might be sometimes it'll be a little bit difficult. I know that in the Kodai thing, we, it's hard right now because you need the kids to be here, but it took me a while to to understand that I needed to come up with some lesson plans that were going to be constructive and that the kids needed to be engaged. And so we need to be more creative than ever right now. And this article that I was reading on, on Facebook stated that, you know, the, the, the future will be will give, be given to those people. Uh, the future is going to be established by people that were more creative during this particular time. Okay, And right. I keep reminding the kids, if you don't, participate in solos and ensembles, then I want you to turn it, and you know this, Jesse, you know, if you cannot do your solos and ensembles, then I want you to 
present your B flat scale on Flipgrid. Turn it in, and just so we can uh, evaluate you how you, where you're standing, with, where you're at at this moment. You know, and so it's important to to be creative at, during this time of hardship, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Think it's important. Yeah. No, and you know, it's it's an everyday struggle, and uh, but. For all those, you know, I know there's a lot of people that that we know as former students of ours, and and George knows that you know we we know that when we graduated, you know, we were going to become music majors, and right now there's a lot of that uncertainty that's happening right now with a lot of music majors that are about to graduate from college, and, and I know they see they 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 they're going through this and they're like, man, what's going to happen? What's going to be happening next year? Am I going to be teaching online? You know what? 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 What do you think? What? What is something that you you would right now tell those those, those uh, undergrads? You know those those students that are, those guys that are about to become band directors. You know, we just came from PMEA, and I went to this session with uh, Tim Leisenberg, right? And the first thing he said uh, when he started his session, because obviously it was it was on Zoom, the first thing he said, "Don't quit." And I was here in my office when he said that I just got emotional because you just have to, just the way he said it. And, you know, we had uh, around those around those lines, you know, back in December, I believe, December, January, we we lost two of our faculty members here at Morton. And I remember that it was, you know, the whole faculty and staff and, you know, people were just, what's going to happen and that sort of thing, you know, with, there was a sense of urgency, and me as a as a as a band director, I decided to call Tim uh, Leisenberg, right? By by, uh, I said I got to call him to see if he can come and speak to the faculty and staff. So I called uh, Mr. Floyd at TMEA, and I said, "Can I have his number so he can come in and give us a Zoom meeting and you know just to not necessarily motivate, but again to give us hope to hope of, for tomorrow type of thing, right?" So I called him and he answered the phone and, and he goes and we started talking. He said, yeah, I'll be more than glad. So you're a principal where? And I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a band director. Oh, wow. He goes, and I said, well, how much are you going to charge? And he was very kind. I said, no, 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 I'm going to do this. So he was not able to do it for our faculty and staff because there was a lot of things going on. But he spoke to my staff and now my staff this year, they're all brand new. Okay. So he just gave us so much hope. And you're asking, Jesse, what about education right now? His number one thing, he said, those kids need you more than ever. And like I always say, uh, uh, George, I always say, I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about this. This is going to come. By the time they're going to be seniors, those kids are going to be able to play. I'm not worried oh, yeah. about I'm worried about this and this. And more importantly, right now, I think we're more worried about this. Because this only does you feel and you ache. That's all this does. That, that's all this does. Over here is where you can delete stuff. You can bring back stuff. And so what about music education right now? We need to give these kids hope. We need to give our communities hope. There's so much online right now. I'm seeing so so many videos of bands all over the country. Uh, you're, we're seeing rock and roll bands doing some sessions on their own and man, killer stuff. And maybe this is the time for us to look back and look at these videos. This is the time for us to, what you're doing. What about, what about the seniors, uh, Jesse, that are graduating from college right now? I want them to look at this type of thing, these type of discussions that we're having, because this is what's going to motivate them. This is what's going to inspire them for them to keep going because you and I have had hard times in our, in our wake to come into, to, to teaching uh, music education. And I think that, no, I don't think, I know that these type of conversations, these open conversations is going to lead us to the next, to the next, uh, uh, to the next phase of our lives, which is continue to love what you do and do it with everything. Cause those kids and the community needs us, you know, it's, I know we're all aching to play, you know, yeah. and, you know, Jesse was, was I think it was right. Jesse that I was talking yesterday and, and I can't, I was telling them, I can't, I can't wait to get in front of the band, man. I can't wait to get in front of that wind ensemble, you know, and, you know, you see the videos yeah. and they're like, oh man, I wish I could, 
get after some kid. I wish I could get after the clarinet section, but you know, you can't, but uh, <laughs> all in fun, right? Well, but, but, it feels yeah. like uh, this is just uh, one of those things where uh, patience comes before anything else very, very because important. things are going to go back to normal. It's inevitable. It's going to happen soon. Uh, of course, we can say next year, but for sure in a couple of years, things are going to be more or less back to normal. I don't know about economically, <laughs> but that's a different, that's hopefully a different socially <laughs> as a different podcast. Yeah. But you know, you know lot, kids are going to go way. back to school. Yeah, I, kids are going to go back to school, and there's gigs are going to be coming up, and jobs are going to be opening up. I guess I'm, I'm kind of uh, optimistic about it, but I think that there's going to be a kind of a renaissance. I believe that after every type of calamity, I mean, historically, if you look back at every major event there's some type of awakening afterwards and especially with the arts. So there's going to be a flowering kind of an explosion of arts coming up soon. And that's very hopeful, especially for students or aspiring educators or performers right now. It sucks, but soon things will be actually see it to add to what you're saying. I mean, even if you look at, you know, the arts always comes through, look, look what's happening now where, you know, everything's online and, and we're seeing performances being done through the internet worldwide. You know, there's, you know, symphonies, bands. Uh, I mean, look at the, the whole inauguration with the president, look at all these artists coming, coming out and, and doing, putting these videos out and uh, you know, the arts, keeps on coming through and and um i i know we're, we're gonna get through this we are gonna get through this and uh to, to continue on on what you were talking about mr castro i know recently uh you just uh were i believe chosen uh to to lead um some sort of a conference yes am i right yes uh it was uh it was actually it was an invitation i'm let uh uh, that you mentioned it, it, it was an invitation to give a session at the organization of Kodai teachers. Uh, and this was supposed to take place, by the way, in Florida. In Florida. And it was supposed to take place in Jacksonville, Florida. And the thing about it is, was I was supposed to go to uh, Jacksonville and, and we we're supposed to take the win ensemble and we had all these plans. Well, COVID just decided, no, you're not going nowhere. And so the organization decided to do the conference um, virtually, right? And so we were able to present our kids. I got some videos of the kids actually doing the Kodai method. And what it is, uh, I'm certified in the Kodai methodology. And as you all know, Kodai was a Hungarian musicologist that believed that music belonged to all. And he, they, which is now developed as the Kodai method of music education, it started in Hungary. And while I was teaching elementary music, it's interesting enough, when I was teaching elementary music, uh, I always felt that there was something else that I needed to do to give more value to music education, I guess. So I would travel to, during the summers, I traveled to uh, Texas State University where they have the Kodai certification classes. And so I got certified. Anyways, while I was taking my classes, I always felt this can be modified for a high school group. How I don't know, but we would be playing these games, and we would be, we would be teaching. Uh, there was somebody that would be doing a session on. Uh, one of our teachers would say, "How are you going to teach soul me to the kids?" Well, this is the way you're going to do it. You're going to play the games first, and then you're going to be outside playing, and you're going to bring them inside, and you're going to have these little circles that kind of represent this and bounce high, bounce low, bounce the ball to shine low, and so you put it on the board. La 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 la. Okay, boys and girls, what song is it? Uh, that's bounce high, bounce. Low. Well, now you're gonna call it so la so me so so la la so so me re do. And so you teach those lessons. And what? And I was watching that. And as as we were learning this, I was thinking, man, can you imagine if taking this to a high school level? How can I use that and modify it for high school? Well, uh, interesting enough, going back to what we're going through right now. 
when it was, I believe this summer, like in June or July, one of my Kodai teachers called and asked, how can you, uh, how's everything going with the, how, with the virtual and all this kind of stuff? And I said, well, the kids are picking up and they're playing their instruments. And he asked me, wait, 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 are you doing, what, what, what do you mean instruments? You're talking about recorders and xylophones, you know, like the orphan instruments. I said, no, band instruments. What do you mean band instruments? I said, well, it's, I use a Kodai method in high school. What? So before I knew it, there was people calling me, hey, can you, can you do a proposal to to uh, to present at the uh, Kodai uh, conference, and then you call your session, you know, Kodai in the Wind Ensemble or something. So that's what led to what what we just finished doing March the sixth. It was it was well attended. We're very proud of the kids. Uh, I always believed in the Kodai method. I think it's it's a system of music education that is very valuable. I'm I'm sold now, on it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What is, what exactly is the method like? Is because I don't know much about it. It it has to do with singing your parts and learning them by singing them and using solfege. The true essence of the Koei method, in simple terms, is singing. Right. Okay. It's singing. In the Koei method, you use American folk songs or folk songs to teach conscience knowledge. So if I'm doing uh, uh, we did a we, the, the session that we just finished doing because I, I still have it in my head. We did Ebanks Brace Obani June by Percy Granger. So do do re mi do mi so mi re do re mi re do la 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 la. So the Kodak thing is something that 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 is generally used for elementary music if you if you really think about it. But I you know I use it for the I I modify it to, to but still. Trying to stay true to the to the method itself, so I use a lot of the tools that the Kodai method uses into the high school setting, which is uh, solfege and solfege singing. That that sort of idea. So, so yeah, I think it's a very good system for teaching music to not only elementary kids, middle school, and high school kids. Yeah. Right. So, sir, tell us. You know, it was funny because we were we were talking about uh, how we started and and a couple of uh, you know. Getting off a little bit because you know we're band directors and a lot of the students don't see it at all the memories you actually build uh, as being a student. You know, I, I can tell you, me and George could sit down and we could talk about memories from when we were in high school. I mean, whether we were in school or not, you know, there's a lot of memories all the time, and and um, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that I remember obviously happened when we were in band. You know, uh, when we were in band, there was just too many crazy, you know, not crazy. I, I don't want to say that. I mean, we, we were kids. We, we, were, we were in high school. And and um, a lot of students, you know, right now, I, I believe that not that they think that, hey, you know what? I'm going to go into band, you know, coming into, into middle school. And, oh, my God, what am I going to do? They're, they're afraid. And then even from middle school to high school, you, you see that that uh, uh, uncertainty sometimes with the students. Or I don't know if I if I want to continue and 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 it's like why not you know I I, I think the, the the biggest memories that I have are in the music program in in my music education that I got you know in band being at uh, part of Vidal M Trevino Magnet School uh, my band directors my friends you know I mean George I mean me and George we were in elementary together and then. Hey, he was at a different middle school, actually, and I was at a different middle school, but we still kept up. You know, our our, our moms were working together, and and through that, we became, you know, we, we had our, our friendship that that built from there. And and I told a lot of the students every single day, you know, the, 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 the things that I remember being from school is that, one, I was a part of something. You know, being a, a part of a... Uh, a, a band, the band, for example, you know, the, the band, whether it's band, whether it's athletics, whether it's any other extracurricular, I, I, we, you know, one of the things that I instill is be a part of something, you know, because that's what's going to create the memories. That's what's going to create, and that, that could actually lead you somewhere. And I believe the, the memories that I have, you know, it's everything that happened in the band home. You know, we, we were, you know, I mean, we were so, you know, like you said, the two, class of 2001, we were, Chico, it almost tremendous. You know, there was a lot of us, and but there was a lot of a lot of great. It was a great class. I know we have a lot of friends that we still keep in touch with, and and they, you know they become doctors, they become lawyers, they become 
you know, they're they're all over the place, you know, whether they're they're teachers, they're nurses, they're they're involved in, in so many different professions. And and um, but I could say the the the, the most fu- the fondest memories that I have are being in band, you know, the, taking those band trips, man. Remember, George, you know, getting on those band trips, going going oh, yeah. to a football game out of town, you know, the adrenaline rush of getting on the field, performing. I still remember that that performance, George, when we were there. I, I believe it was our it was our senior year, so I believe that was what, sir. Your your that was was that your first year that Alexander, Mr. Castro? That was my first. Yeah, that was my first year. Yeah, I believe that so. was two thousand one. Two thousand two thousand two thousand one. Uh, was that the one where you played that Chicago ending, George? The or the trombone? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I remember that. Yeah. It it was uh yeah. But it was the theme song from Pagliacci. Yeah, yeah. That was the tune yeah. that we did. And, 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 and you know, uh, the the story that I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up is it's, it's funny. It's funny how how it, we talk about it, and we we've told students of ours this, and they they look at us like, "What are y'all talking about?" But it's, it, you have to be there, and you have to be a part of. You know, you, you had to have been here, and you have to be from Laredo or South Texas to kind of understand this whole lingo that that we have down here. You know, we're, we're a big Spanglish uh, community here. So we speak a lot of, you know, we speak in Spanish and English and we mix it up. And, you know, and I, I don't even remember this, George, but remember we, we were in the in the band. And we had a loading crew and Mr. Duran, our head band director, he, he just not hated us. He just knew the loading crew was coming in. And we were gonna, he knew there was a mess. Mr. Castro, go take care of it. <laughs> and it was, yeah, we were, we were about to, I think we were getting to the football game to Kruger mm. field and we all get off the bus. We get off the bus and the loading crew is getting off. And I remember it was like me, it was myself and it was about 10 other guys and myself. My, might've been less, might've been like five of us. I, I don't, I don't remember it. Mr. <laughs> Castro would always come out and he was the first one. Let's go, 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 go. The famous go, 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 go. <laughs> and it's, a, it is go, 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 go. Come on, let's go. You're going to take it forever. Let's go. I don't know what. Hurry up. Hurry up. I don't know what. And this and that, you know, getting us to go faster because, you know, there was buses coming in. Everybody was getting off to the football game and parents and yeah. and cheerleaders running in and football team was about to come out. We were still unloading the, the trailer, you know, and we started to get the, the, the all the percussion instruments. And the funny thing, you know, being being Hispanic down here, Mr. Gustav started going, hey, don't forget the marimba. The oh, marimba, yeah. it, gee, nobody was listening, dude. I, I was, and I was, I was supposed to be the loading crew guy, the leader. I remember that was like the officer the leader. title, the officer, yeah, yeah. the officer <laughs> title I had, right at, at that point. Oh, it is, and, and, and he was telling me, and he kept on telling me, and he kept on telling me, and he would leave, and we were still not unloading the marimba because there was a bunch of other stuff that we were taking down, like the timpani, the chimes, and. Right. All these other different things, dude. And he comes up, hey, the marimba. Gee, I remember I would turn around. I go, ¿Cuál marimba? The marimba. Say, the marimba. <laughs> and I'm like, I just say that to a teacher, man. <laughs> and Mr. Gus was like, hey, yeah. I don't know what it is. He's getting all mad at me. It's like, yeah. We, I remember we got off it. And ever since then. Whatever like, you call that, get it down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, just, just, just go get it. Just go get it. <laughs> we, we ended up getting the, the marimba, the, the marimba. Get the marimba. Call marimba, the marimba. <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting to to to, to hear you say because, you know, when I was in elementary school, uh, there used there used to be a fence that would separate Kristen, Martin, and Langdecker Elementary. And in the mornings, the Martin High Obviously, it was a Martin High School band. The Martin High School band would would practice before school started their marching show, right? And I would just I remember just would would always run to the fence to see. I mean, of course, as an elementary kid, I mean, you don't know if you're calling it wind ensemble or marching band or what have you, but whatever it is, I remember watching them and thinking, man, that looks like fun. Whatever that is, it looks like fun. And at that time, right. it was a. Uh, Mr. Victor Lozano was the head band director, Martin. This was 1973, I think, 70, right before Mr. Botero. There, there's so, so much history there at Martin High School. 
you know, oh, uh, oh, so yeah. much, so much history for, for Laredo. I mean, the first high school, you know, for, for Laredo and, and I mean, La Banda del Animo, I mean, you know, all those, all those performances, yeah. you know, I think what was, what is it? One of the first bands that go out there to Texas stadium. Well, the Cowboy Stadium, right? Back back in what was it, nineteen seventy? What is it, seven? Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Seventy eight. My freshman year, yeah, that was the first year we. I don't know if you ever seen it, George. Eighty and eighty one. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to watch, if anybody gets a, a chance to watch that to our listeners, uh, it's something very interesting to see out in, in in Dallas. I mean, there was piñatas, there was everything going on in that in that. I mean, it was awesome to see that the you know the Mexicano out there, the 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 Hispanic, you know, just powerful out out in the in the field, you know. I think they had like what like marching with the silent phones and everything. They, I mean, it was the people would march yeah, out there with silent yeah, phones yeah. back then, and uh, it's pretty interesting. I think the, it was under the direction of Mr. Roberto Botello, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so much history with that that fight song. Uh, the, I mean. Uh, to all of the radio listeners, that fight song comes down the street, that down the parade, down San Bernardo, and it's that's it. That's all you really mm-hmm. need to hear for any WBCA event. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an Alexander graduate, and I can say right now, you know, you hear the Laredo Martin fight song coming through, and it changes the whole deal here in this town. <laughs> you know, being that we're a small town down here, and it's a huge deal. You know, still. You know, Laredo's trying to grow, but when that comes around, it's like, hey, no, 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 no. Once a tiger, always a tiger. You know, and I, it, it's huge. And I heard it all my life. You know, my mother being a, a Martin High School grad and and, and uh, a lot of people that we know. I mean, you, you bump into somebody, oh, no, or Martin, Martin. And, you know, the rivals are Nixon. But yeah. uh, but uh, great, great, great history there from Martin High School. Oh, in uh, – while you were there at Martin, was that when Jerry De La Rosa was there as well? Jerry De La Rosa was a graduate of Nixon, J.W. Nixon High School. Oh, he was, a, he was a Nixon. He, he came to Martin one summer because I think we would combine the bands. It was called a uh, summer program where the city would, I think it was called like the Manpower or something. It had a, it had a name. It was It was something that that LIZ collaborated with the city of Laredo. And so they would bring both bands and we would have Sunday concerts at the, mm. at the lake. And that's when we, we got to meet Jerry. De La Rosa. He was a, he was a freshman coming in as a trumpet player. And man, that kid could play, man. that kid could play to this day. I mean, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal musician, phenomenal musician. Yeah. Um, nice. He was a trumpet player. Yeah. Well, I got to meet him once. As a matter of fact, when when the J.W. Nixon Band won the state marching contest, uh, it was him and John Spillane who played the duet. I remember at, that. Uh, at, uh, you probably find it on YouTube. So oh, yeah. It was like 1983, right. 1983 yeah. I believe, uh, state marching contest. And it's J.W. Nixon. And you'll, you'll see Jerry Rosa and John Spillane. The famous high five. Yeah, the famous high five. That is correct. Yeah. And, and, and oh, so I, I was, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. And, and so this the band hall where you're at, um, it's named after Mr. Elmo Lopez. And I believe, uh, can you tell us a little something about um, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, but before before I get into that, I was I, I was going to share with you that uh, you, you know, we're talking earlier, we're talking about how the influences that our band directors and our teachers gave us, you know, uh, that leads up into Mr. Elmo Lopez Sr., who, you know, an icon in the music world. I believe um, he just re- recently I, passed away my, my, as well. So That is correct. That is correct. His services was for last week. And I remember being at Kristen. And at that time, it was Tony Valenciano as a head band director and Javier Vera as his assistant. So these guys are monster woodwind teachers. I mean, I mean I'm talking really good woodwind teachers. And I remember going to the Civic Center with my parents to go into quinceañeras or weddings and all that kind of stuff. And I remember seeing the Valenciano brothers play. And it was a four saxophones, two trombones, three trumpets. Uh, uh, people like Mr. Compian, uh, uh, Joe Compian playing on trumpet, the Valenciano brothers playing keyboard, drums, and guitar. And of course, uh, 
Mr. Sosa, Francisco Sosa, and his brother, and Tony Valenciano playing saxophone. And to me, it was a very impressive thing, right? And so I would always go backstage and, and watch these guys perform, you know, as a seventh grader. And I was like, wow, man, this stuff is amazing. And what was amazing, that yes, at that time, was Mr. Valenciano would always have a Pepsi. So whenever he was playing his saxophone on the floor, all the other guys had the obvious, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But he had, I remember every time I would see him, he would always have like a Pepsi or a Sprite. And so during a break or when they were getting ready for the next number, he'd always be drinking a Sprite or a Pepsi. And I was like, that was phenomenal. I thought that was cool. Then Monday mornings, I would go into the Christian band hall and it was the same man that I saw Friday night gigging or playing, getting after band kids or preparing his band and to me was like, man, whatever whatever he's doing, it looks like it's a lot of fun. And so Tony Valenciano, Mr. Mr. Francisco Sosa, um, they were all students of Mr. Emo Lopez Sr. Um, as, as Jesse has mentioned, Mr. Emo Lopez Sr. just recently passed. He was 93 years old. He has, um, I mean, it just... He, he was just an icon to a lot of us who started off as music educators here in Laredo. Uh, he made Laredo Martin a very popular school because of the... Uh, Clifton Williams was a, was, a, was a music theory teacher at the University of Texas. And Mr. Elmo Lopez was his student. And uh, that was the birth of the Laredo Paso Doble that was written for Mr. Elmo Lopez and the Martin High School Tiger Band. And, it was a huge, huge celebration back in 1963. It went before the House of Senate in Texas, and it declared uh, they had the Laredo Paso Doble Day in Laredo and, and all that kind of stuff. And there was a lot of musicians that went under him that were his students. Uh, you know, you, I talk about, I tell everybody that when Beto Lopez, his son, called me that Monday morning that, you know, his dad had passed, and I, that morning I came over to the band hall and I, I thought to myself, wow, man, how... What a lucky man I am to follow the footsteps of people like Mr. Elmo Lopez, uh, Victor Lozano, Roberto Boteo, Mr. Frank Sosa, Mr. Rudy Montalvo. You know, there's a lot of history, like Jesse was saying, there's a lot of history here at Morton High School. And we're not, not necessarily talking about the accolades like sweepstakes and, and awards and all stages, because that comes with, you know, with hard work and we know that. But the time and the energy and the effort that these gentlemen put to this, to these programs is just, in, in just incredible. Uh, Mr. Elmo Lopez Sr. gave me my first job at the store, at the Elmo Lopez store, and he gave me my first scholarship. And so I'm very thankful for his, for his family and for his, for his mentorship. You know, uh, he had the band second in the state in 1963, 64, 65, next to Alice High School in Honor Band. The Martin High School was second in the, uh, there was one year that he had, uh, I believe he had also about seven or eight old staters in one year. We're talking the 60s, gentlemen. So, I mean, it was, it was challenging times. You know, he came in in 1953 and he left Martin High School in 1963. So he was here for 10 years. And then after that, he, one of his students at Pio Discano took over the Martin High School band and the rest is history. You know, it's, and Mo Lopez Senior was, was huge, made up very huge impact and as a matter of fact every summer after our leadership camps we would take we would take half of the band or the leadership team to his house and do a pep rally at his house and the last time that the band performed at his house was the summer of 2019 and we have videos and pictures uh, of him and i gave him the baton and he was conducting a march which happens to be a very very popular tune for the that uh I think it's the second fight song for the University of Texas in Austin, and and of course he was very he was very instrumental in forming the Laredo Texas, I believe, or the Laredo Longhorn Association in, in, in Austin when he was I believe he was president of the organization of Hispanic Laredoans or something like that. I can't recall what, what it was called. All his kids went to the University of Texas, and he was very proud of that. And, I know Mr. Emma Lopez on many occasions would always tell me and tell the band students, by the way, that the Martin High School band made him. Okay. That the Martin High School band made him. And and leading into other stories, gentlemen, uh, uh, I have some real to real 
recordings of his bands from the 1950s and 60s. Real wow. to real. <laughs> okay. And the reason, the reason I'm, and, and, and in the back, it has the, what those pieces were, their UIL recordings and all this kind of stuff. Now, right? now what was, was all this stuff uh, left there or were they given to you by him? Were there something that. That's a very good question. I know that all of, all the all the real to real that we have, I found them in the music library because of this quarantine. You know, you I hardly ever go to the library, the music library either. It's gonna I usually go in there during Christmas or spring break. That's when you prepare for the spring concert because you have I have my librarians and though they bring the music. But because we're in quarantine, I sometimes have a little bit more time after school. So uh, this past November, I just walked into the library and just. Try to check out what was in there and stuff like that and i found like this is my ninth year and i found two three boxes of real to real um uh wow recordings of his bands man from there's some Damn. recordings from 1953 and it's incredible but the reason another reason I'm, I'm telling you that is because uh just recently i got together with um uh armando lopez i don't know if you know who armando lopez is yeah. armando lopez is Father Goyo Lopez was a student of Mr. Elmo Lopez, uh, uh, Elmo Lopez uh, Sr. And uh, he was at the University of Texas with Mr. Lopez. Uh, when Mr. Lopez recommended him to go to the University of Texas. And Goyo Lopez Sr., his wife, it was my was my elementary music teacher, like I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm. So it, it all comes in circles. And the reason I'm saying this is because we got together, you know, we were doing the, the social distancing and all that. And we were at this meeting, not meeting, actually, it was a, a gathering. And if you all know Mr. Victor Garza from Los Peppers, he's another icon because we were talking about Mr. Elmo Lopez and we we're talking about these recordings. And there was a DJ that was there and he and Victor Garza goes, well, Bobby, do you remember this piece? And and, and me and Mando were like, what? He said, oh, that, was, that was Los Peppers in, Los Peppers in the 1960s. And Victor Garza has tremendous stories about how uh, Mr. Sosa used to play with them. They say, oh, I remember when Mr. Lopez used to have the band and we used to do this. And we're like, what? I mean, all these fantastic stories of, of Martin High School and, and the music that was surrounding Martin High School at that time. I mean, all the musicians that we talk about. It, it's amazing how much history there, beautiful history. And of course, we're not talking sweepstakes or awards or stuff. We're talking about people. We're actually talking about success stories, man. Beautiful story. Yeah. Mr. Castro, uh, if I were to, you know, I, I, we, you know, obviously we see the, the, that, that, that passion you have for music education, the passion that, that you've built, uh, throughout this whole, all these years. And, um, you know, what, one big question that, I, I think we, we, we've been asking our listeners, or our, our, our actually our guests, I'm sorry, um, is if you were to tell us right now, you know, what is one of your biggest, I think your biggest influence on what you do? I th- who, who, it could be somebody, you know, sometimes uh, um, I know our previous guests, we, we, you know, could have been several or it could have been something that pushed you to do what you like, what you do right now, uh, uh, what, you know. Can you tell us, you know, what 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 is it that that gives you that drive, you know? You know, it, there are certain things, and 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 I'm these are facts. These are not things that you know I, I would thought I would think about or I thought about. These, these are facts. You all know my cousin Jesus Ramirez, you know, <laughs> el, cowboy, the, el, el cowboy, el cowboy. Yeah. Hey. The, the reason I mentioned him is because. <laughs> My grand, you're asking about the influence. My grandfather, I ha- I understand. My grandfather Benito Castro uh, came from Dolores, Texas. He was a violin player, and he played violin. And I understand that he played French horn. He was also a barber. He was a, just a very creative person. And the reason I bring uh, Jesus, my cousin, is because every so often that we talk, you know, we're talking about music, just like you and I are talking right now. And I always ask him, Chewy, but 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 why? Why were we bestowed this? Why were we blessed with this thing? Because sometimes you just can't figure it out. You know, Einstein once said, I can't figure it out. I cannot figure it all out. It's just, it's just impossible. 
And and he always tells me, Jesus always told me, you know, it was Velo Castro who put this in us. There, there was a reason why he wanted us to be, uh, uh, to change the world through our music. And so we have pictures. I have pictures of my grandfather holding his violin. And gentlemen, he's holding like, he's holding his violin as if you would see an orchestral person hold a violin. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll get the guitar and just hold it. No, he, he's standing up all dressed in black with his violin and he looks, I mean, it just, you just, I just wonder he when I look at seriously. that picture. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's one. And obviously my parents, my parents had a big influence. Uh, they never stopped me from dreaming big. And, and when it came to music, obviously, and my, my, my mother, my father, and my siblings, my brothers and sisters, but we have to bring, uh, we have to bring this whole idea that there's something bigger than us. And so if you ask me what were the, what was the biggest influence? It had to be my grandfather, my parents. And I always lived with this. St. John Bosco was the patron saint of the youth. And he always said, a school without music is like a body without a soul. And I wholeheartedly believe in that. Uh, I got my master's. I got my master's in Kodai. I got my master's in music, music ed with an emphasis in Kodai. And j just recently, I'm beginning to think that maybe, maybe I should continue my education because of people like St. John Bosco, because of people like my, my grandfather, my, my, uh, my parents. And so those are the big influences that, that helped me take it to the next level when it comes to to music education. I, I feel very strongly about if there's just got to be passion in everything that you do and you have to really have faith that, that what you're doing is the right thing. So I think that it's very important to, to believe in something and we all have to have faith in something. And so I like to have, I like to think that I have faith in, in the Kodai method and Kodai and the passion that I have and, and that a school without music is like a body without a soul. I'm, I'm committed to that to St. John Bosco's call to, to teach, you know, and, and I just love what I do and hopefully continue doing it for, for many, many more years. That's awesome, sir. Beautiful. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's a good place to call it, to call it a day. That was a, uh, insightful conversation thank you mr castro for joining us tonight it was thank a pleasure you. thank you for the invitation gentlemen i just wish you the the very best of luck uh again i don't say this to make you feel good i'm telling you to continue continue on your mission that you that you've started doing i i compliment you and on behalf of everybody here in the city of Laredo, all the musicians they need to support you in this effort in and bringing awareness to whatever the arts might be, uh, poetry, yeah. dance, or singing, or playing, or whatever it may be. And I invite you to somehow, and you know, we were talking about students, I think that another invitation that you might consider, and I'm pretty sure that you've already considered it, bringing in some students, some high school students, to ask them questions. And, and I'm sure it's already part of your package deal. <laughs> Just give me some well, for that. But thank you. Thank you very much. That's a great idea. You know, and to, to all of our listeners, uh, you know, uh, today's episode brought to you by Down to Talk with Jesse and George. And uh, we, we expect to see you guys in the next one. Uh, well, I want to thank Mr. Castro for being with us here, um, doing, uh, you know, doing what we do every single day and, and giving us more, more uh, history. And about this, you know, more stories about this Martin High School. We could go on for hours about this and days talking about this. But we want to thank every single one oh, of I you. Forgot, I, I forgot. I for, I for, I'm sorry. I forgot to say something. I forgot to say the, the most important thing, the most important line. Once a tiger, always a tiger. I'm always sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> No tigers. I'm, yes, sorry. I'm sorry. There it is. So yes, to all our listeners, we're on <laughs> catch us on Spotify. Uh, hopefully, really soon. Uh, you can catch us on uh, our. Hopefully, we get our YouTube channel up. But 
George, anything else? That's pretty much it. Uh, thank you very much, Bobby, once again. And hopefully we'll have you back in the future. Yeah. We're going to get some more exactly. people with him in here. That'll be, that would be something cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Have a great evening. And we'll talk soon.